Hello, welcome back to the Slumber Party Podcast, where my goal is not to hit my mic today. <laughs> Can I do it? <laughs> my name is Amanda Jusen. I have my co-host here, Lisa Ramnarine. Welcome, Lisa. Hello, hello. Thanks. Hello, hello. Um, I'm super pumped to be here today. And the other thing that we're going to pray for is uh, my internet, not to crap out halfway through this podcast because I can't. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I'm so excited about our guest today. She is coming all the way from downtown Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) We have BBS consultant and registered social worker, Masters of Social Work, Deanna Gonzalez. Welcome, Deanna. Hi. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Guys, can I share something with you? Last night, okay, so I don't know if you guys know this. I think, Lisa, you have older kids, you might know this. But, like, in YouTube kid world, when they're making, like, videos or they're making, um, like, like, kids are making videos for other kids, they have this concept of what a Karen is. And so a Karen is like someone who goes to a store and asks for the manager. And so Mm -hmm. my kids will be like, oh, you're a Karen. Like they don't, they call each other a Karen or they pretend to be a Karen. Like Winnie has drawn a picture of a Karen. And I'm like, this is like, actually, this is a very in-depth thing, but fine. I'm just going to let it go. But last night I, I, I was like, ugh. I don't think I was a Karen, but I want to, I want to run past what happened. And then you can tell me if I was a Karen. We'll be the judge of that. You will be the judge of that. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Email me at Amanda at babiesmestsleep.com to let me know if I was Karen. Um, Anyway, so this is what happened. Our internet has been uh, disconnecting. Like it, the, the, the signal goes out several times throughout the day. So it started off as Every day at nine o'clock, it would drop out for two minutes and then come on. I was like, all right, who cares? It's just a thing. This is literally at this point four months ago. And then I told my husband and like he travels half the time. He's like, I don't really notice it. And then one day he's like, yeah, I do notice that that it goes down at nine. And then it was going at like nine and 10. And then it was going down at like nine, 10, 12. And we're not talking about like, this is kind of like torture because it's not enough for it to be so significant. We're not talking hours and hours of outages. This is just a two to five minute yes. outage, but several times a day. And now it is happening almost like on the hour, nonstop. We have had four motherfucking technicians to my house. I'm so angry over the past four months of us dealing with this issue. Someone comes and they're like, yeah, we don't know. We just rewired your thing. They replaced our modem and they leave. No one has any answers. And then they're like, yep, you're done. So then we're like, okay. So the last time this technician came last Friday, apparently rewired every single wire going into our house. It is still happening. Last night, (laughs) last night I have a real housewives call. I've mentioned on this podcast several times. (laughs) I don't think I've missed it in two years. I had to miss it because my internet went out twice within an hour. It also Mm -hmm. impacts our, our uh, TV. So Brad is trying to watch football and now it's like crapped out twice. Yeah. I, that is, I've, 
fucking lost it. And I'm sorry, this is an explicit episode. Hide your children because I'm fucking swearing. So I like shot. I, I start them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shock them. Don't no. shock them in who you are. <laughs> so I I like got on the phone at 10:30 p.m. and I called Rogers and I was like, hi, tech support. I'm like, this is not your fault, but I need to speak to a manager now. I will not <laughs> be talking to you about this. Yes. And I was like, the moment I said it, I was like, Oh, this is tough for me to say. Um, I mean, I know. And I am, I'm such a nice person. I do. I under, I've worked in customer service in one way or another my entire life, but I was so furious. I've like, we've been paying full price for our internet for four months. It's only getting worse. You're putting me on the phone with someone who fucking knows what they're doing. And so this guy got on the phone and he's like, okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to send a senior consultant now. And I was like, you haven't sent me a senior consultant yet? And he's like, no, not yet. And I was like, I want the person to fix this when they are here. And then you're going to go back and give me money back for every single goddamn time. Because now it's starting to impact my bottom line. I am on discovery calls with clients and it craps out. I've moved all my discovery calls to phone because I can't. Anyway, I really oh. thought your bottom line was going to be that Im- it impacted your real housewives. And well, I mean, that yes, is, that, yeah, is, that, that is, is a, that, that is a lot. time you creep freaked out. <laughs> exactly. That, that is a line. <laughs> We're talking about the season finale of Real Housewives of Beverly yes. Hills. I did and not it's hear the third you lose, that, lose it after the first bunch of times it happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> third. Loud. Third part reunion. Third part. I still don't know what fucking happened. Dorothy was there. I know. So look. Am I a Karen? Ah, I'm a Karen? No. To that person you are. To that person you are. Yeah, I know. know? To that person I am. I am. That's why it's honestly torturing me. But you're not a legal definition of Karen. I don't think so because you were reasonable for four months. And then you weren't. And right. I think that that qualifies you as not technically a Karen, okay. but it depends on who you ask. Yeah. So if you're going to ask the guy, the guy that you said you haven't sent a senior consultant yet, he's probably going to say you're a Karen. But here's the thing. He sees all the people that have come to me. This is the fourth guy coming to me. So you think like the first guy, I mean, I would send the second guy being like, even the third guy, it was not a senior consultant. (laughs) You don't want to hear from me. Like, anyway, look, did it affect your sleep? I have to think about this because I did have strange dreams. And then my <laughs> daughter came in at two o'clock in the morning last night. So listen to this, guys. We're, you're all here listening to this stuff about baby stuff. And we are going to talk to Deanna about her. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. But her internet issues? Yeah. <laughs> so my daughter came in. So she has, you think you have baby problems now. So the issue is that my daughter is losing her front tooth 
and it's making her squeamish. And But what's confusing to me about it is that she's lost her two bottom teeth. No problem. That's been mm. fine. Her top teeth are like freaking her out. And literally this tooth is like, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is gross. It's hanging out of her mouth. And oh. she's like, I don't know. And so she wakes up in the morning and she's like, it's bleeding. And we're like, take it out. Take it out of your mouth. Stop talking to us about this. Two o'clock in the morning. I went pee. And it's bleeding. I'm like, Nora. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, Those are my yeah. two worst nightmares, actually. Having no internet and having my teeth out. <laughs> yeah. I there mean, you go. Not kidding you. Like, probably well, speaking of nightmares and bringing people sweet dreams, Deanna, you yes. are. Do you like that transition? I'm very I do. proud of that I, one. That was, that was pretty smooth. <laughs> They're pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually sorry. I'm having a moment where I'm looking at Lisa, who spelled her name on the screen phonetically L E E Z A. And this is something that you have to do as well because you want to look at Lisa's name and say Liza, and you want to look at your name and say Diana, mm-hmm. but it's Diana and yeah. Lisa. Okay. I was very look happy at- to see that she was spelling it phonetically too. I was like, yes, <laughs> join the team. I got it from you. <laughs> I got it from you. I yes. saw you do that somewhere, and I was like, "Yes, I have to do that too." Yes. And now I do it it's everywhere. I've included it on it everything. Yeah, and it makes me feel so much better when my clients go, "Oh, it's Diana," and I'm like, "Yes, that is actually me, Diana." I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah, Diana is not like me. I yeah, will reply. Yeah, and I will obviously be cordial about it, but it just hits differently when they're like, yeah. "Hey, Diana," and I'm like. Hey, that, that is, is actually me. <laughs> I knew how to say your name for a long time, but my brain was fighting me on it. So like I knew that it was Deanna and then I'd look at Diana and then I'd be like, mm-hmm. Diana, Deanna, Deanna. I know it. I knew it. But my when brain you was started like, Deanna, Amanda yeah. said, it's Deanna. Okay. It's not Diana. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yes. Got it. It's Deanna. Or I'm, I'm often like curious what our clients think when um, they will be like, oh, uh, I, I looked at Deanna on your web or Diana on your website and I'll be like, yeah, Deanna. And then I'm like, do they think I can't read or like, do they think I'm like not well? Um, because it is spelled Diana. Yes. Well, thank you for coming today. I, I like, this me. is a long time coming, but you joined the team in May and then, uh, we were supposed to record and then I feel like. The summer happened. Yes, you got COVID. That's, That's what, what it was. Yeah. And I didn't know it was yes. COVID. So I just reached out and I was like, I feel like absolute garbage and we can't do this. You were like, I have a migraine. <laughs> yes, that's yes. what I thought it was. Yeah. A migraine that lasted about four days. And I thought, mm-hmm. why am I so weak? I get migraines all the time. I'm sure this, what is going on with me? And so then getting the positive you know, you do have COVID. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I knew I wasn't this week. It was COVID this whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so, exactly yeah. what happened. And then I feel like the summer happened, which just kind of flew by. We were actually talking about it before the podcast. Um, but we love to do these episodes with our consultants so folks can get a sense of who you are. And I think, you know, hiring your sleep consultant is kind of like dating. Like you want to stalk their profile a little bit. You want to like find out what they're working, what their LinkedIn says, like if you can get their shoe size. 
great. These are all <laughs> things that are okay. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but yeah, so in, and we generally like to send these episodes along just so folks can get to know their consultant. And so tell us a little bit about you and who you are and what you do. Well, no pressure at all. This is me. Um, so the reason, okay, I should start with this. The reason why it's spelled Diana, it's because I am from Colombia. And in mm. Spanish, our I is E. So like it sounds oh, Diana. Um, okay. So that is the reason why. And okay. I have a sweet almost four-year-old and when she went I know can you believe it and when she went through her four-month sleep regression I thought I was gonna die (laughs) and then I talked I didn't know nobody told me about it I had no idea what was happening suddenly she's not sleeping I'm not sleeping and we're both crying all day and so I reached out to Amanda she kind of guided me a little bit and that's when I decided you know what this is something that changed my life so I want to try to coach other parents and help them through that. So that was four years ago. A lot happened in between, including a pandemic. I went back to school, got my master's, and I became a therapist, which surprise, surprise to me, because there were two things I said I was never going to do. One of them being (laughs) private practice, and the other one was being running my own business. And here I am doing both of them. And actually really liking it. So never say never, okay? You, Every you social worker says it. Every oh social worker goodness. says they're never going to do private practice. Yes. Everyone. And then they do. Okay. But you want to know how it started? Because I was uh, working um, at a call center um, for 211. That's what I did right after school. And it was one of those situations where I would be on the phone and they'd be like, Tiana, your calls are really long. And I'm like, but these people are in crisis. They need someone to talk to. And they'll be like, but we're not that service. <laughs> we're just, that's not what we do. And I started to realize little by little how much I really enjoy talking to people and how much I really enjoy being able to provide solutions and help make life a little mm-hmm. bit easier. Yeah. Um, then Amanda started her certification course and I said, let's, Let's just do it. This is what I want to do. Um, and the rest is kind of history. I think I was bombarding Amanda a lot. Every time that she would be like, I'm hiring somebody, I'd be like, okay, I want to do it. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it. And then I did that certification. And at the end of it, she was like, so what are your plans? And I was like, I manifested this. I did it. And it's happening. So it all came full circle. It only took a while. <laughs> and well, I here had- we are. And I always say, like, you know, when you applied previously, you were this super qualified person. And I was like, (laughs) I want to make sure that I have all of the systems in place to support her if she were to ever come. And I also don't want to limit anyone, right? Like, especially in the certification program, you know, people are generally taking it to kind of run their own things. And Mm -hmm. so I often say, like, if I'm... Like, it's been really helpful because we've had to kind of pull from the certification a couple of times that I have this, like, pool of people where I'm like, hey, I know where you did your training. It was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to pull from there. Um, But I never want people to feel, like, obligated and 
there's not, um, there's not that obligation. So when you were, there was this need, um, I mean, so, uh, folks may not know this, but, um, Deanna is a MSW and essentially what we do with folks is social work. Social work has a really broad definition of helping people. And when we actually like go through what we do with folks, it's like, essentially the same thing. It's a case conceptualization. It's an intake assessment. It's providing various distress tolerance um, strategies to our clients. It's providing that psychoeducation on attachment. Like we really run here anyway, a a pretty considerable evidence-based practice that lends itself really nicely to like the therapy realm. So for those who are already kind of there, it really complements what they're already doing. And So people would reach out and be like, hey, are your services covered by blah, blah, blah? And I was like, man, there's this real need of people who can't afford a sleep consultant or there's no way they're doing it unless they have coverage. Let's make sure those people are covered too. So um, we hired, um, uh, well, I shouldn't say hired because they're contractors and they kind of do their own thing, but Deanna and Zara joined the team um, and uh, Zara will also be on the podcast later on. Um, and uh, they they provide that social work element for our clients who need it. And it's been, it's been really, really great. Um, and it was really cool because we were asked recently to kind of break down like the therapeutic models that we have to provide. And I was like, Oh my God, we're so good. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really cool. That part was very, um, reassuring, I guess, in a way, like we know what we're doing, but when you're forced to put it into paper and be like, this is exactly how it works. It's like, wow. No, we're really doing it. <laughs> totally. I just want to like take a break to remind everyone if you can hear dishes and you can hear I, cooking. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Every I was going to text you. Fucking time. Every time I'm recording a podcast, he's got to come down and do things. Like he's, I can't. He's got to seduce you with dish noises. Yes. Well. <laughs> that is that is flirting in my house. Yeah, and mine. <laughs> And mine. I don't cook. I only surround. I've said this. I surround myself fully and completely with people who can cook. With for people me. who it love is my to love cook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the best thing. Yeah. Um, Deanna and and people love you. They love working with you. And one of our favorite things is like you have a no nonsense um, approach to you that people really love <laughs> because you also have no nonsense. So I always am um, like we watch a lot of reality TV, Lisa and I. <laughs> And people who are like, I don't want to be friends or I tell it how it is like that only works if you're also like a kind person and not just being an asshole. Yes. Yeah. Do you agree? Rita? Yeah, absolutely. And you I don't want to hear what you have to tell me how it is. I'm sorry. That's how yeah. it made you feel. Yeah. It's a housewife's apology. Best apology. Yeah. We should actually just start labeling the slumber party slash housewives breakdown like at times. It's always sprinkled in, you know. It's we know, we know that it's not everybody's yeah. jam. We get it. 
We literally, when uh, Bria did her podcast, we talked about Housewives for about 15 of the 30 minutes. So it's yeah. not that off. It was um, the cable. It was the cable guy. <laughs> yes. Equivalent. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a good one. So um, you have a warmth about you that people really love. And we, we were talking the other day about your 3 a.m. role. And I want you to break it down because I think it's so good tell me everything (laughs) well my brain works like I need decision trees I'm a very like when I doubt myself I need tests or rule of thumbs so that's how I live my life and so I was working with somebody um and their big kid now I guess and they were asking me what if they request this at bedtime and I said would that seem like a reasonable request at three in the morning? And they went, absolutely not. And I said, okay, then don't do it at bedtime. So Mm -hmm. the way that I like to break it down is a hug and a kiss. That's how my daughter got me. And this is where the rule came from. (laughs) Mommy, I just need one more hug and a kiss. Your heart breaks. It's seven in the night. You're like, of course I can give you one more hug and one more kiss. That doesn't matter. I'm awake. We're going to do it. And so you give in and you give the hug and the kiss and whatever. Is that a reasonable request at 3 a.m.? No. Let me tell you, it is not. It doesn't sound nearly as cute. What about a tooth hanging out of your mouth? <laughs> that, okay, so I have... <laughs> I don't like loose teeth. I Sorry. would probably be like fairly freaked out by it too. It might. She can't you know if it. <laughs> She can't. So that's what I said. I said, you know what? I peed my pants. I puked. I pooped. I'm sick. I have like, I don't feel well. Reasonable at bedtime. Reasonable at 3am. I just want more, one more kiss. I just need a little bit of water. Oh, but I'm really hungry. Nah, no, we don't eat in the middle of the night. Not a reasonable request. So that's my rule of thumb. Yes. <laughs> you mentioned food and I feel like I need to remind folks that and like I say things but I live these. Like if I'm really believing it and I say it it means I do it in my home. Mm-hmm. But I have this piece of advice um so my kids have the opposite problem. You know how you hear about like picky eating. My kids eat everything and especially like they have Um, famine mentality. I did an ancestry (laughs) DNA test. We do have a lot of Irish genetics. So like maybe that's what's happening, but like they, they act like food if they don't eat it all, or if they don't have more on their plate, they're never getting it again. Like my daughter will be like, can I have another piece of chicken? And we're like, you have two pieces on your plate and they're both full. Why don't you just eat that first and see? So anyways, I was kind of I've had like dieting issues my whole life and body image. I don't want to say anything that's diety, right? But then I also, my issue is more around food waste. She'll take all of this food and then we throw it out and I hate it. So anyway, the, um, the, the dietitian that I was talking to, her name is Jay Baum and her company is her. Me too. Me too. I've worked with her too. <laughs> She's so wonderful. She is, her company is Palmetta Nutrition and you can find her on Instagram. She actually created the like, uh, 
Halloween candy. Like she's amazing. Anyway, find her on Instagram um, and you'll love her. But anyway, she was talking about this concept of like us offering and then this idea of having the kitchen closed. So it's like you don't get to snack whenever you want. You don't get to eat whenever you want. The kitchen is open and the kitchen is closed. And I actually found that a helpful concept for toddlers who like to, they will delay eating and then their parents, and then right before bed, they go, I'm so hungry, but I didn't eat my dinner, mommy, daddy. And then the parents are like, it's okay, I'll make you a Toddlers, 12-year-olds, totally. The same. Exactly no. the same. I, I, that's what my tw- he still does that, and I I am the kitchen, and it is yeah. closed because I'm in bed. Yeah, <laughs> you're like so, I'm literally. It's I'm the, really sorry. The kitchen is closed. Yeah, we do say that all the time too. It's so important yeah. to use that language. Yeah. Yep. The kitchen is closed and there's a finality to it and they don't really ask a lot of questions. And my second will do this a lot. Like she's just a little busy bee. And so she like will forget to eat and we're like, sit down and eat. And we're like, look, after this, the kitchen is closed and that's that. And she'll eat. But if she's like, I didn't eat enough, we're like, well, I hope you make better choices tomorrow. Like they're not going to die. And it's a really important boundary to hold or else you suddenly find yourself making full meals at 8.30 p.m. And don't – that happens. That's when some of us test out their best recipes and then they just got sick of it. (laughs) That's where Midnight Ramen came from. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think you bring a really good point that all of this is tied to your boundaries, right? So if it's not a reasonable request at bedtime – doesn't matter how much they push, you're still going to stick to your guns and it's not going to be a reasonable request. So we're not going to give end to that. Um, As the more that I keep working with children and the more that I, um, my own daughter continues to push every single one of my buttons, I realize that um, part of it and part of what I do when I work with my clients is managing expectations, but also letting go of the things that we can't control. So we're not going to be able to make them sleep. They will sleep whenever we offer the opportunity. We offer the proper environment to do it and they will sleep when they're ready. Same Mm -hmm. with food and same with poop. So those three were the surprises (laughs) (laughs) of motherhood. You know, I, no matter how many times I wanted her to poop in the toilet, she wasn't going to do it until she was ready. And there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. And for us as parents, that's part of what, that's why, you know, like this is the social work part of it. This is the counseling part of it because we work with the parents just as much as we work with the kids. Mm -hmm. And it's about letting go of that control. Let Mm -hmm. go of the fact that we believe that we can make them do what we want. They're Mm -hmm. little people with Mm -hmm. emotions, their own thoughts and their own wants. And it's our job to put boundaries and give them choice within our boundaries. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like this is just coming. I actually watched this TikTok like right before we jumped on a call um, and it was this like therapist she was doing a skit, but the gist was we create narcissistic children or adults who believe that they're entitled to everything. They don't owe anyone anything when we are constantly giving into their demands and we don't consequence their negative behavior. And it's, it's like everything is on board. And I, that was like a scary thing for me. 
like I was like, yeah, and this, this is, is a psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like we're starting to understand maybe some of the wrongs and in, in really like it's essentially called permissive parenting where there isn't any structure or boundaries. And I mean, this is like a topic for a whole other episode, but <laughs> folks really need to start investigating some of the reasons why it's really hard for them and what that triggers for them. Because I think when people hear boundaries or consequences, our immediate thought goes to our 80s parents who didn't know how to regulate their own emotions. There was yelling, there was Mm -hmm. screaming, there was fighting, but boundaries don't have to be like that. Boundaries in our house are, it's bedtime. I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Good night. It's bedtime. I'm not yelling. No one's raising their voice. No, let me back up. I do yell sometimes. I'm not like this (laughs) perfect person, but like nine out of 10 nights I'm kicking ass without the need to have to yell or scream boundaries and consequences do not mean yelling, screaming and abuse. But I think that we have a hard time separating the two and we have to get into the the nuance and in kind of minutia of that and what that looks like. Um, and I, and I, I think that we're getting there. I I hope our generation of parents does better than that, Mm -hmm. man. I feel like really bad because I've taken up most of this episode talking about my internet connection. (laughs) (laughs) As you know, we have a strict crap nap policy on this podcast. We stick to uh, 30 minutes or less. That's intentional. Mm -hmm. And we are at 20 minutes and 53 seconds. And we know the baby's going to wake any minute now. So (laughs) Deanna, how can people find you? How can they book a call with you? Tell us everything. So I have my Instagram is at BBS Deanna. A BBS underscore Deanna. underscore. Yes. See, yeah. I knew I was going to get it wrong. <laughs> uh, I was like, there might be, there might not be. I couldn't remember. <laughs> um, you can book me through the BBS um, page. Um, yep. Uh, Babiesbestsleep.com. And yeah, that's, that's. Yeah me. <laughs> you can find all of the consultants through at baby's best sleep. They're all tagged in everything that we do. Um, and that's amazing. Deanna, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for having me. here's to good nights of sleep and excellent internet strength to all of you. And do not be a Karen. <laughs> and do not be a Karen. And if you think I'm a Karen, just hold on to that information. To yourself. <laughs> 